This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a famous baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And tonight, it's just me and George uh, hanging out on this podcast. Zach is unable to join us. Uh, you can follow George on Twitter at jmontanez 90 George, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be here to talk some baseball. Uh, just hanging out. I've got the NBA Finals game going on in the background, watching Toronto with the sizable lead on Golden State late in the fourth now. Well, I'm sure, I don't know, I'm pretty sick of Golden State. I'm really <laughs> rooting for uh, for the Raptors to take to, we'll take this one, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I don't mind witnessing greatness. I'm just, I'm like, just like you get a little fatigued seeing the same team win it all is all, so it's nice to see them struggling and possibly not winning this year, which is going to be nice. Regardless, this is a baseball podcast, so we'll, we'll get back to fantasy baseball. Tonight, tonight's episode 24, we are going to talk a little bit of everything. We have some waiver wire talks, some news and notes, talk some minor league stashes. It's getting a little tougher to figure out who to stash these days because a lot of the minor leaguers, the big name ones got called up, so we'll discuss those. And... Um, and we're going to get, if we have the time, we're going to get to a little bit of, of a segment that we came up with called Cup Bait or Wait. Bring up a few names that we're not sure about holding on to or fantasy owners might not be sure about holding on to. And we're going to discuss if we are going to, if we recommend holding on to them or not. So with, uh, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll start. First thing is uh, news and notes. Kimbrell finally signed. Cubs, three years, 45 million, I believe it was. Money doesn't matter for us on this side of things. Perfect fit, good team, contending team should jump to slot, should slot right into that closing uh, closers position. He's 82% owned in Yahoo leagues. If he, if you're lucky enough to be in those, Yahoo doesn't do 100% owned, so 17% of leagues that don't have that don't have him owned, go in there and grab him. He's going to be closing. Pedro Strope automatically droppable. I think that's pretty much all you have to say about that. Kimbrel automatically slots into being an elite closer on an elite team or sort of elite team, a really good team. I completely agree. Um, as far as, like, you know, a setup guy, you know, they got C-Check and they have Strope. Um, no no one – I don't think you can count on either one of them to be, like, the the setup guy before Kimbrel. I think, you know, they're going to probably go with both of them uh, setting up there. So if you're, like, in a holds league or maybe uh, in a points league that, that counts points uh, for holds – I mean, I think probably either one of them are probably uh, probably a drop. Yeah, I just Kimbrel's the only person I want, the only arm I really want in that bullpen. Uh, moving on from that, Tatis, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Didi Gregorius, uh, Blackman, Travis' first name for some reason. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Blackman. Uh, they're all on their they're all on uh, rehab assignments. They're all due back. Tatis Jr. I'm really excited about Blackman. Of course, I could use him. But Didi, as excited as he was to have last year, I have zero excitement for him. The position is really deep. He's he doesn't offer he doesn't really offer much for speed, and you don't need power out of a shortstop. If you need a middle infielder, maybe. But I'm not really excited about Didi tonight, uh, when he comes back. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I can't imagine like actually needing a shortstop at, at this point. I mean, unless. Unless you need someone like at a middle infield spot, um, and even so, you know it, it's probably going to take him a little while to get going. Uh, so I mean, it's nice to see him back. I I, I had uh, I know I I had some shares of DD last season, uh, and uh, but uh, this this year, as far as this year, I don't I'm not not too excited about that. It's just shortstop is just 
the best position right now. You right. have guys that are like literally borderline top 10 at shortstop. That would be top three at second base. So just to give you an idea of how good the position is right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm much more excited about Tatis coming back soon. You know, he, with him starting his rehab assignment, um, I'm yeah, pretty excited about Tatis. He was showing that power and speed combination um, should return to the top of that uh, Padres lineup when, when he returns. So definitely uh, excited, uh, ready to get Tatis back. And next bit of news, a little scarier. I don't know if it's really scary is the right word, but definitely worrisome is uh, Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco is out indefinitely with a blood condition, and he's going to be seeking the best treatment. There is a legitimate chance he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, we're just not really too sure yet about, about that. But, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It's a big blow to the Indians. The Indians need to just go selling off at this point. <laughs> I mean, oh, speaking of the Indians, though, Clevenger, he's starting his rehab assignment. I forgot to mention him part of the rehab assignment, guys. He's starting his rehab assignment, or he's about to start, and that means he's he's pretty much on schedule to return at the earliest possible day, basically, or close to it. And it's just he'll be a welcome back addition to my pitching staff, so I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's um, actually – you know, possibly their best pitcher for the rest of the season because who who knows? Maybe Bauer's gone. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Bauer. He's their best asset as far as gaining some uh, building pieces, building blocks around them. Speaking of injuries, McCutcheon's also out for the year with an ACL. Jay Bruce was traded to the Phillies just prior to, so now Jay Bruce looks like he's going to be vaulted into a full-time role maybe. I don't think I don't know if they faced a, a lefty yet, so we're not, I'm not sure if he's going to be hitting uh, playing against lefties. Right. But regardless, you gotta like as far as like Jay Bruce's value, you gotta like the, re- the the direction that's going and better ballpark, better lineup. Exactly. Yeah, I like the I I like the ballpark change definitely and lineup. So yeah, if he's going to be regularly playing on the top side of a platoon, uh, then yeah, he's definitely gained some value here with this with this switch. And then you have a couple guys on the brink of resuming the rehabs. Altuve, uh, Jose Altuve and John Carlos Stanton should be resuming the rehabs shortly. Hopefully we get them back. At least by the, at this point, I'm just rooting for them to be back post-All-Star break. I would just, I would just, I'll take it, whatever I can get. And Corbin Martin was sent down. Framber Valdez is going to be starting. Any interest in Framber Valdez? Uh, he's more of a wait and see for me. See, see how he does in his first outing. Um, but I'm not really rushing to pick him up anywhere just yet. Well, that kind of goes right into our next topic. That's the news notes, really. We're going to, speaking of ad drops, we're going to go right into our waiver wire. Who are some guys you are, let's start with hitters. Who are some hitters that you're just looking to add or or have been adding, I should say, the last few days? Yeah, so um... – First guy that I'm going to touch on here, uh, Justin Smoke. Uh, I see he's still available in 50% of uh, Yahoo leagues, but uh, I really like what I'm seeing from Justin Smoke this season. Uh, he's really cut down on the strikeouts, striking out uh, 18% of the time and increases walk rate, uh, walking 17% of the time. So you love to see that, you know, it's such a close ratio like that. And uh, he's he's hitting the ball harder, 50% hard hit rate and uh, 43% fly ball rate. So I really like the peripherals for Justin Smoke. Uh, like the like the discipline, and it's been showing up lately. I think he has about four or five home runs in the last week. Uh, yeah, I just hit one a couple of days ago. Uh, had a two home run game against San Diego on the twenty sixth. Uh, so uh, yeah, Justin Smoke, if he's available out there, I'm I'm definitely picking him up. I don't know if I'm just kind of being a little bit of a homer as a Marlins fan, but is Garrett Cooper? He's hitting 276 with an on-base percentage of 360 and slugging 460. He has, I mean, from what I found on here, he does have an expected batting average of 295. His expected slugging is 455, so he's kind of in line with what he's expected to do. But, again, it's very, very small sample size, all things considered. Yeah, he's – Regardless. Yeah, he's – He's definitely turned it on lately. He, in the last two weeks, he's hitting 339 with five home runs. So, yeah, go ahead and 
uh, Garrett Cooper is a good good name to pick up and ride that hot streak. That's that's basically what it is with him. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say, oh, my God, I'm buying in by any means. But I am going to just ride it out and see what comes of it, man. I mean, I just if you need a spark to your lineup, ride, sometimes it just makes sense to ride ride the hot hand. I mean, 8, 8.4% walk rate, 17.9% K rate right now, according to Fangraphs. You could do worse. I think it's just, a again, a solid – just a hot name. I know I'm adding him places deep release typically because he's only I think he's like 30% owned or something really low. So, what uh, what about you? Another guy, another hitter that, or another hitter or two that you're targeting right now? Yeah, another another hitter I've liked recently over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Avisel Garcia for Tampa Bay. Right now he's hitting 300, uh, 361, five th- slugging 532. He's got uh, 11 home runs and six steals, actually. The, the Rays have been letting him steal. I know he's got pretty good uh, sprint speed metrics. He's a you know, pretty athletic guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's tapping into some power there in, with uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I know he's increased his hard hit percentage up to 44% uh, from 38% last season. Uh, everything else looks pretty similar. Uh, you do, I do like the increase in the line drive rate from 17% to 22%. Um, but uh, yeah, they've, they've moved him up to, you know, the top third of the order. And um, yeah, I, I like what I've been seeing from Avisel Garcia. I think he can sustain this. Um, and I think he's a pretty good ad pretty much in any format at this point. Yeah, I actually got a chance to add him in one league. I was a little late to the party on that one. <laughs> I just, it was one of those, I'm, I don't know, man. I just – every year, I feel like he does this. I feel like usually he could be pretty empty batting average, but he's doing a little bit of everything right now. So, totally understand. Yeah. Now, he doesn't walk too much. Um, but I, I think, you know, with 11 home runs so far and six steals, uh, I, I do trust that he's going to hit for a good average. So, you could be looking at maybe 20, 10, and 280, 290 at the end of the season. So, that's a pretty valuable player right that's there. Solid. So. Yeah, solid five category producer. It's hard to really complain about that. Yeah. Another guy that I've kind of come around on, and I think he's just a boring player, then he's only 45% on the Yahoo leagues, is Howie Kendrick. He's having a really good year, and it's almost like people don't even notice. Um, right, yeah. He has, <laughs> he has 10 home runs, 35 RBIs, a triple slash of 322, 358, and 594. And if you see some of the things, you know, some well, well, maybe it's just a hot, a really, really long hot streak. I don't know. I mean, you see that his exit velocity is up. His launch angle is actually the most notable change. It's, it's the highest of its career of his career. It's at nine point five degrees com, uh, compared to seven point nine uh, degrees last year. So, an increase in his hard hit rate, obviously, up across the board, was hard hit rate is actually up eight percent or just a, just a tad under eight percent from last year. There's some tangible change there. He's hitting the ball harder, and it's showing. It's, it's increasing the home runs. His, his expected batting average, his expected slugging are right in line with what they are now, basically. It's actually showing that he's actually slightly underperforming, which is crazy to think, considering he has a 953 OPS, as it is. His Woba and expected Woba are both really, really good. Uh, his expected Woba is top 3% of the league, and his Woba is top 7% of the league, so – he his his expected his uh his ex stats are through the roof right now and he's just really just performing and he deserve I mean, and it's the and you take all that and you add in the uh, multi positional eligibility and you really have yourself a solid little get I mean second base is hard to come by he's definitely worth uh, rostering if you're hurting at second base or middle infield. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing's going to be interesting to see if, uh, you know, the Nationals go into sell mode, um, you know, if they end up trading him. But, that, yeah, uh, Howie Kendrick, he's definitely having a good resurgent season. Speaking of resurgent 36-year-olds, you know, Hunter Pence as well. Hunter Pence is, is having <laughs> having a good, uh, good you know, late career season here. Um, with, you know, he's himself hitting 295 with 11 home runs. I know, you know, he made a – a big swing adjustment over the off season, you know, to try to try to bounce back. And um, I mean, after hitting in San Francisco for so long, it's not surprising that your swing would be out of whack, but uh, yeah, definitely like what I'm seeing from Pence too. 
hitting the ball at 48% hard hit rate. You, you like that in, in that ballpark. Um, well, you, you mentioned the change. His he always just had more of a line drive swing. It was very, it was very, it was always very crazy and awkward. But at least his stance was. But <laughs> yeah. he upped his launch angle. He's one of those launch angle changes, and he's getting the changes with it. His exit, his, his past exit, his past exit velocity, it was never higher than ninety point eight miles per hour. Today, today, this year it's at 92.8 miles per hour. His launch angle, going back to that. Hunter Pence's, Hunter Pence's launch angle is from 5.7 degrees, which was a career high last year, to 9.7 this year. His expected batting average, you mentioned his batting average is 295. His expected batting average is 315. Just to give you an idea, I mean, the hard hit percentage is up to the roof. His walk rate is actually up. His K rate is down from last year. These are actually number. His walk rates and K rates are in line with his 2017 season, which I honestly don't know how he did that year, but regardless – it's the best it's been since 2017. So he's putting it all together. And it's it's showing to be a really, really late career uh, resurgence. Man, yeah. it's, it's all red. Even his sprint speed is 89th percentile. I didn't realize he was still that fast. He's yeah. another guy, but he's another guy that I think is going to end up, end up getting sold at the it trade could line. Be. Yeah, it could be. He's having his best season since it looks like his 2014 season when he hit 277 with 20 home runs in San Francisco. But – yeah, and Hunter Pence, you know, someone always, you know, as a Giants fan, just loved rooting for, loved the guy. He's one of the most entertaining guys to watch uh, on the on-deck circle just because he's so awkward. Yeah, and I'm just, like I said, it's just him and Howie Kendrick are both, you could be riding both these guys. They're both top 100 right now in fantasy leagues, I believe. And these guys have been real boosts to your lineup. It's been great. And if you haven't rode them and you still have a chance to get them, these guys are like 50% owned or less. They're widely available, just not in my leagues because my leagues are deeper, but they are pretty available. You could do way worse. Um, we kind of touched on it. I'm not going to go too much into him, but Jay Bruce with the McCutcheon injury, I like his opportunity. The park factors are – the park is in his favor now. Better lineup around him. Outfield and first base eligibility. He's only 44% owned on Yahoo leagues. He's a guy I like as well off the waiver wire for offense. I don't know if there's anybody else you wanted to talk about. If you want to talk about, if you're ready to talk about a few pitchers now. Um, no, just the well, one more guy. Um, I know you were a fan, you know, uh, of uh, Oscar Mercado. Oh yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, I did notice that the Indians have moved him up in the order. Um, you know, batting second. Uh, so yeah, uh, Mercado. You know, he's more of a deeper league guy. You know, roto league. He's, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> um but yeah oscar mercado he's got uh two steals so far you know so uh he's off to a little bit of a slower start but um i know he's picked it up lately and the indians have moved him up in the order so i you know expect better days ahead for mercado i'm a huge mercado guy he's been slow he's been sluggish like he went through like a little hot stretch he was slow hot stretch slow again but as long as they bat him second if you need steals, I still recommend having them, but I would – even I've tempered my expectations. I think he I, – I don't know, man. He was like a top 60 pick overall, so he's not like – it's not like there's no pedigree there. And he's – that's the speed. He's flashed it all through the minors. I'm surprised he's not running more when he is on base. I'm wondering if it's because, you know, because you have Lindor ahead of him. I'm wondering if he gets on base a lot of the times when Lindor's already on base, kind of blocking him from running, stuff like that. But – they're giving him every chance to succeed. They're, they're starting him just about every day. I, I I still like him, but I don't think he's a must-add. All the guys we've talked about before him, I would personally take over Mercado, and that's a lot for me because I love Mercado. But moving on, a couple pitchers. My first big name, I guess my big pitcher, like the must-have pitcher of all these pitchers on the ad, on my ad, on my waiver uh, wire would be Alex Reyes, just for the simple fact that he has ace upside. It's hard to get to this point of the season with all these pitching injuries that continue to pile up, all these disappointments of pitchers in general. Alex Reyes really stands out to me. I think he has that potential to be a difference maker and a league winner. And he's only 31% owned in Yahoo leagues. He's a guy that I would definitely make a priority to go out and get. 
Yeah, yeah. I was a big Alex Reyes guy um, in the, you know, preseason, you know, during the draft, draft season. Um, I was, you know, picking up Alex Reyes everywhere. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that he, I know he's scheduled to, st- he's possible to start this weekend, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I'd like to see some good things from Reyes. Um, it's, a, it's a good call. I know he's been struggling a bit down in the minors, but he's got the pedigree, he's got the skills. So, you know, hopefully we could see him turn it on and, and help some teams here in the second half of the season. All right. Um, any pitchers that you'd like or? Yeah. Um, you know, one guy that I, I noticed that has been you know getting dropped, uh, his ownership has dropped, you know, a lot recently is uh, Joe Musgrove. I'm still a Musgrove believer. I know he's dropped down to about 43% in Yahoo leagues. Um, he's you know, having a, a good outing. He had a good outing tonight um, against the uh, Atlanta Braves with uh, eight innings and uh, six strikeouts, only one run. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've been a big Musgrove guy. Uh, I think if he's, if he's available, I'd be picking him up as, you know, he, I definitely think he should be owned in more than 43% of leagues. And then I know that next week he actually has a two start week uh, in Atlanta and then uh, in Miami. So I'll, I'll definitely take that Miami start and then whatever, you know, whatever comes with the Atlanta start. But uh, yeah, I think, I think Musgrove is definitely a guy I'm still either holding on to or picking up if he's available. I love me some Musgrove. I admit I dropped him in the league, but it was for this next guy I'm about to talk about. It was a shallower league, and I'm having a hard time ignoring what Trevor, Trevor Richards is doing. The Marlins have themselves some interesting pitchers. Richards, he was a preseason guy that I was pretty much grabbing last round. I dropped him. I'm back on the Trevor Richards bandwagon. Over the last month, he has 29 innings pitched, three wins, 29 Ks, a 2.79 ERA, and a 1.14 whip. He's been absolutely outstanding, been so good for your teams if you had him. does have a tough matchup against Atlanta coming up, but right now you got to roll with him. He's only 23 to 24% owned. I'm a big fan of his. And another guy I'm really targeting is uh, John Means from Baltimore. I know Baltimore pitchers are getting a terrible rap this year. And understandably so. They've been absolutely horrid. But Means has, like, under the radar, basically been under the radar for them as far as how well he's been doing. We're talking about a guy over the whole season has a 2.8 ERA and a 1.110 whip for this team. Five wins, 45K and 54 innings. So he's probably a little better in points leagues than he is in Roto. And he's just been a guy that, as bad as the Orioles have been on pitching, he's in the opposite. And I think he's worth definitely worth uh, giving a shot shot to if you're hurting for pitching, if you are a Carrasco owner or whatnot. I, I, I personally prefer Richards over him, but I wouldn't really – like. There's, I don't think there's really a wrong – I think Richards has the easier uh, – has definitely has the easier uh, division at this point, which is crazy to think because the NL, the, the sorry, the NL East was supposed to be like one of the tougher divisions. But you know, you look at Means. Means has really his peripherals suggest there's a lot of regression coming his way. So it's one of those ride the hot hand type of deals. Uh, you ride it, but the second he starts showing some of that gas can in his in what appears to be his metrics, you you just go ahead and cut 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 bait. I'm not. A, I guess I don't know second-guessing myself on that one, but he's a guy you just can't ignore. you got to kind of some, – some guys, you know, there's times where guys are just doing really well and they're outperforming their metrics. You ride with them until they start performing to the, where the metrics show, say they will. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, another example of that, another guy that um, has been really just on a tear recently is uh, Lance Lynn. You know, I'm not really a big Lance Lynn guy, but if you take a look at the numbers, he's – gone at least uh, six innings in his last seven starts and with four of those actually you know going seven innings deep in four of those only once failing to record a quality start uh, with you know with the five run game uh, against Toronto but yeah Lance Lynn he's been yeah he's actually been really good uh, surprisingly uh, you know he's got 28 strikeouts uh, over his last three outings Um, so yeah Lance Lynn he's another guy um, actually included him on my uh, waiver wire article this last week as a, as a pickup kind of, you know, just write it out right now. I mean, there's a couple more pitchers. I, I don't really want, I'm not going to get into it too much. 
But for me, a couple other guys I'm, I'm looking out for the wire is uh, Zach, Zach Playsack and Jimmy Nelson. Nelson didn't have the best start tonight. It was his first start back, and apparently the Marlins like to crush the uh, the Brewers last few days. But I I just – with Nelson, it's more or less give him a chance to get going. Maybe not a must-add guy right now, but a guy you definitely want to probably hold on to if you have a spot. He's really just solid and offers – we've seen his upside. I mean, it's been a couple years now at this point, but we see what he can be. And I'm willing to give him a shot and definitely a, a long look because I think he has – I'm just banking on the upside. He's not a must-start guy by any means, but it's definitely a guy I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in. And Police Act's just another guy that's been so solid, so good. Kind of just roll with him. I mean, he's nothing special, but the Indians need pitching help. He's going to be pitching in that division. That division shows – you know, you've seen that pitchers can really thrive in it. Just roll them until the wheels fall off, man. There's nothing again. You just gotta ride the hot hand sometimes, and he's kind of in that same conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big uh, Jimmy Nelson guy. I you know I, I had picked him up everywhere back in 2017 uh, when he had his breakout season, and uh, was devastated when he got hurt. You know, and another guy that I I had been holding on to like in dynasty leagues all of last season. So it's so good to finally see him back. Um, but yeah, he's one of those guys with, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of upside and, um, you know, if de- definitely at this point, the way pitching has gone this season, you know, a guy like him, uh, another guy that I have here that I'm, I've been picking up is uh, Nick Pavetta. He's only on, owned in 38% of leagues, but, you know, he had a very good outing. Uh, he since he's come back, you know, he gave up those three runs in, in the first inning against St. Louis, but then kind of settled down, ended up going five innings, uh, six strikeouts, and he picked up the win, uh, only, had only given up those three runs. And then uh, he goes to L.A. to uh, face the Dodgers and goes six innings, nine strikeouts, um, no runs, only three hits and no walks. So, you know, I love seeing that. You know, Pavetta was a big, you know, big time sleeper, kind of, you know, one of those sleepers that everyone knew about coming into uh, this season and um, yeah nice to see him come bounce back with a couple of good starts Um, so if he's out there he's one of those guys with uh, a lot of upside that uh, I think could definitely help you Pavetta fits that he's like I think him and Jimmy also are similar except for Pavetta obviously didn't just come off a year and a half injury or almost two year injury but Right. I think it's similar as in they offer that upside that can be not necessarily league winning, but definitely a solid boost to what could be a hurting, a hurt pitching staff like staffs I have. So those are two guys that of all these names, are probably the most interesting to me are got, and probably the two of the guys I'm probably aiming for the most. Yeah. Maybe not the most, but I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. Um, <laughs> But regardless, I think that covers them. So we'll recap them real quick. At least on my side, the hitters that I've I've been picking up are Jay Bruce, Garrett, Co- <clears throat> Jay Bruce, Garrett Cooper, Howie Kendrick. Your hitters were Avisel Garcia, Justin Smoke, and Hunter Pence. And pitchers, some guys that like I said, some guys I've been adding: John Means, Jimmy Nelson, which we both like. Trevor Richards, Zach Flesak, and Alex Reyes. Sorry, I think I remember saying Alex Reyes. Alex Reyes is who I, the only person I would put above Jimmy Nelson and Pavetta for myself personally. I think he offers that, and I mentioned before, I think he's the one who offers the most upside, but then then I think it's clearly Jimmy Nelson and Pavetta after Alex Reyes. That's for me personally, but regardless, who are your pitchers that you're picking up right now? Uh, yeah, a couple of pitchers that I mentioned to pick up, uh, Lance Lynn, um, Joe Musgrove, if he's out there, um, yeah, along with Pavetta. All right, so that's Waiver Wire. We're making some good time tonight. We're going to jump right into uh, some of our minor league stashes. It's getting harder and harder to come up with names to stash with all the you know the bigger name guys being called up. But nonetheless, there are still some guys to definitely keep on your bench or in your NA slots if you have them. The big name for me that comes to mind is uh, is Hira. He's he was just dropped, or he was just sent down, I should say. 
he was just sent down from the Brewers for Travis Shaw, ugh. And he was definitely playing well enough not to not warrant being sent down, but nevertheless, he was. I think he's, for me, one of my top minor league stashes at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. He had been turning it on before uh, he got sent back down. It's unfortunate, you know, that uh, they let Travis Shaw come back and take that job back. But yeah, uh, Hira definitely presents, you know, some of the most upside of the minor league stashes at this point. Who would you say besides here, if Hira is not one of your guys, who's who's your top uh, stash? Well, top stash for me is still uh, Jordan Alvarez. Um, you know, he had started on a complete tear. Um, and uh, I know he slowed down a bit, but I think he still presents, you know, the, the most upside of, in, in the minor leagues right now. He's he got 22 home runs, 22 home runs on the season in only 53 games. He's still hitting 355, 451 OBP down in AAA, you know, 765 slugging, uh, and even has two steals to chip in right there. So, yeah, I'm still holding on to uh, Alvarez. At, at this point, you just, you know, can't wait till he comes up and uh, to see what he can do because um, yeah I think he's definitely one to with the most upside to help your fantasy uh, teams this season. See, it's funny because my uh, one of my guys I'm stashing is uh, Kyle Tucker because I think Tucker he's just I think he'll be up sooner. He offers five category upside, maybe not as much power as, as Jordan's showing, but Tucker's been really good. I think he's actually been outproducing Jordan over the last few weeks. And he's on the 40-man roster, plays every outfield spot. We know the Astros are hurting. They're just waiting for that date for the extra year for both these guys, I'm sure. But nevertheless, Tucker's the guy I'm definitely uh, stashing. I'm not saying Jordan isn't exciting, but I think Tucker's lost some of that excitement, that new toy factor, that, you know, the shiny new toy thing that I usually – that a lot of these prospects have. But – Two guys, two other guys real quick that I'm also stashing are on the pitching side of things. Dylan Cease and Zach Gallen. Both these guys are pitching really well in the minors. And again, I, I can't say it enough. Pitching has just been so terrible, at least for me this year. A lot of my guys have hurt, underperformed, or all the above. So I'm just hoping that these guys can come up, give a little spark to my team. I've been holding both in, in a lot of leagues. And I, I think Cease, I heard, was coming up in the second half. Gallon, I'm surprised he's not up yet, but maybe it's the same thing. Some service time issues with him. Cease is definitely the better, the more upside, the higher pro, uh, prospect pedigree type of guy. Gallon offers, I think it was a four or five pitch mix, all solid offerings. Like, he has a he has a solid arsenal that can provide fantasy relevance. Both guys I'm definitely intrigued by. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, Cease is a guy that I've been stashing too. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited about Cease. I know he should be up relatively soon. So, um, yeah, get get ready to see that ownership jump for Cease. Yeah, exactly why I'm stashing him now because I need pitching so bad. So bad. <laughs> yeah, another pitcher I'm stashing. Uh, I'm still holding on to Jesus Lazardo. Um, you know, he had a fantastic spring. It was very unfortunate that. He got that shoulder uh, sprain, uh, sorry, shoulder strain. And um, I know that he's making his way back. He pitched a simulated game. Um, he should be, uh, you know, in game action and down in the minors uh, relatively soon. We could see him back with uh, in the Oakland rotation by sometime in July. Uh, so, yeah, Lazardo. I think he's Lazardo's one of those guys that up there with, like, you know, Alex Reyes that we uh, spoke about earlier, Pavetta. Um, Jimmy Nelson, uh, I, I think, you know, he's he's one of the guys that have, you know, what, some of the most uh, upside there that can um, – that I'm holding on to. Yeah, Lazardo definitely is up there. I would like – I like him overseas, to be honest, but I knew you were going to talk about him, so I didn't. Well, that's – do you have any other guys you want to mention or um, – Yeah, um, another hitter – Another hitter that I wanted to touch on, um, Carter Keboom. I know, you know, he had garnered some excitement when he got called up. He hit a home run in his first game and then kind of really struggled there, um, you know, striking out a lot and um, didn't really do much else. 
he got sent back down and um, down to, you know in Triple A he's he's hitting 300 got eight home runs now and uh, three steals so yeah Carter Keboom we could see the national selling selling soon so um, you know Keboom should be back up this season he's another guy that I'm stashing I have a couple deep league guys these are guys that I'm not sure will even be up this year to be honest but guys for some reason I'm I mean Matt Manning I think he gets the call before Mize. I know you kind of like Mize, but Matt Manning is just, he's been really solid in the minors. I don't see, there's not much else he has to prove. Maybe they put him up at AAA, but I think he could probably, he's probably going to be more or less up for a cup of coffee if at all this year. Not really a guy I'm stashing, but a guy I'm more or less watching. And Matt Dice is the other one. I mentioned him before. He's been okay. He hasn't quite flashed that power he showed in the preseason. He's only at like nine home runs and a steal or two, but he has a triple slash of like 250 and then uh, for batting average, but then the rest of his triple slash is like 360 on base percentage and like four something slugging. So he's been better lately since the last time we talked about him. And I don't know what it is about him that I just can't give up. I mean, I just, I'm. First base, it hasn't been a bad position like I thought it was going to be. And I think he could be halfway decent when he gets the call. But I, I think my, my big thing with players like him, I just pulled up his page real quick. Yeah. My excitement, the excitement behind him is more or less his walk, his walk rates and K rates. He has a 14% walk rate and an 18% K rate. And, and you mix that with an on-base percentage of 356. I just – I mean, it all kind of makes sense. He might be better in points leagues, but I think he just offers – some solid floor, and I love seeing that type of uh, those types of walk rates and carry rates. I think that that type of plate approach, that type of uh, player profile, really plays well in the in the majors. And I think the power the power stroke will come. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean he's. We're probably going to see him up at some point this year. He's 24 years old, repeating AAA. And yeah, like, like you say, you like to see that plate discipline growth. Um, you know, when, when a guy has that, those, you know, walk and strikeout numbers in AAA, I think it's time to see what he can do in the majors. Again, he's a deeper league guy. I, I honestly think, I think his ownership is 0% in Yahoo leagues right now. So <laughs> he's yeah, very, he, very yeah he, we're, we're not, as far as, as he goes, as far as um, Matt Tice goes, we're not talking about like your 10 or 12 team, you know, uh, stashes. This is more like 15 plus team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And again, the Manning and Thais, and Man- Manning is more likely to get the call this year, I'd say. Well, not more likely, but he'd be, I think he'd be more impactful if he did. But the, those two guys were deeper league guys. They, they aren't to be confused with the heroes, the ceases, the Kyle Tuckers, and the Zach Gallons of the world. Those are guys that I'm stashing on 12 teamers. Those are guys that. I expect up sooner than later and expect to really at least make some type of difference in a good way on your team. So I know I rambled a little bit on those deeper league guys, but anything, any other guys you want to add or do you want to move on? Um, no, no, I think, I think we can move on. All right. Perfect. Um, our final segment of the night is a little thing I came up with and I don't, I, I still not sure if I heard it somewhere. So if somebody, if you, if you have heard this, uh, this segment before on a show on a, another podcast or something, let, let me know before I think I'm all clever and witty, but we're going to talk about cut bait or wait. And it's basically taking some names, talk about if we should hold on to them or let them go. It's as simple as the name states. So cut bait or wait. First name I'm bringing up is Matt Strom. Now we forgot to mention this in the news notes, but Strom is on the DL with uh, I didn't see exactly what it was. I think it was a rib injury of some sort. I don't know if it's broken or not. Yeah, it was some. It was a, a a rib contusion, I believe. And prior to that, he's already been struggling. He he's been dropped fourteen percent. Uh, he's been dropped in fourteen percent of leagues. So his ownership is below fifty percent now. Over the last month, he has a five point two ERA, one point two three WHIP. Still uh, a K per inning, a little more than that actually. And but he's not. He just hasn't been pitching up to par. What are you doing, in Matt Straub? Um. Is that is that the, is that the alarm sounding? Because it's time to be worried. That alarm is sounding. That alarm outside is <laughs> sounding for some of these players. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm I don't think I'm cutting strong. 
Um, you know, he, I know he did give up seven runs in his last outing and it, it was against Miami, but he hadn't given up any more than, than three runs, even, you know, had a nice stretch here of, you know, about nine starts, eight, eight or nine starts where he had given up two or less. Um, so, you know, his worst start of the season prior had been his first against Arizona. Uh, and then after that, he, he was pretty solid. So no, I think I'm, I'm holding on strong. Um, you know, before his recent outing, he, he went to New York, uh, you know, against the Yankees went six innings, 10 strikeouts, only gave up three runs. So um, no, I, I think I'm holding on to Strom. All right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm not ready to drop him yet. If I, if I have, if it's a shallower league and I have no DL slots or sorry, IL slots, I can see it. But that's, you know, that's kind of like the cheap way out of this one, but I'm not really huge into the idea of draw. I don't think he's a drop, must drop guy. I think you could, but somebody, there's a good chance somebody will pick him up and, and stash him if you do that. Probably, but right now you can't trade him either, so you're kind of stuck. But I'm with you. I would hold on. I would wait right now. Next yeah. guy, next guy, I think we're going to be on the same page is Carlos Carrasco. He made this because he made this list because I think I mentioned before, there is a chance he misses the rest of the year. It doesn't sound like a short term thing. Heck, we don't even know what the blood thing, like the blood issue is. It could be, I mean, God forbid, but it could be as bad as like a cancer type of thing. Or he found something, they obviously found something in his blood causing lethargy. That's usually not a good thing. That means he might need some, he needs obviously some, some type of treatment. Treatment could be long term. It could, it could be terrible. We don't know. With that being said, I don't think we can cut bait at all right now until we find out a more definitive answer. I think you're kind of stuck stashing him unless you want to be really aggressive and drop him. I guarantee you somebody will add him until they get their answer. Because if we're talk, because if it's not all season, if we're talking just a month even, that's still something. He's still enough of a difference maker to go ahead and uh, to stash your team. So I'm waiting until we find news and if the news is bad then i'll cut bait yeah i agree i just don't think we have enough information yet you know this is all coming out today so i, I think it'd be pretty reactionary to um to cut him right right now at this point next guy cut bait or wait on robinson cano cano came back from an injury just shy of two weeks of being on the il uh he didn't play in any rehab games and he left today with an injury in the same quad i'm ready to cut him I was already basically borderline owning him as it was prior to the like prior to the injury. He got hurt. I had an, an IL to stash him in in a league or two, and now I'm at the point where I'm ready to just let him go. Yeah, he's been so bad. Um, yeah, Queens I mean, leagues, he still has like some relevance, but I don't think you can hold on to him because he obviously has a nagging injury. He's like 38, where 36 years old. He's old, and uh, it's just I'm not. I'm I'm good. I'm good cutting bait. Yeah, I mean, even in points leagues, you know, he's only got a 287 OBP. Um, yeah, the strikeout rate is up, walk rate is down. I I don't know. I mean, I, I the only place that I'm I have him in right now is a 15 team roto league, actually the <laughs> listeners league, because they, I have no other options right now, um, and because he has first base eligibility, uh, so that's actually where I'm using him. But no, you're not because I'm IL. Well, yeah, <laughs> I got him back for a day. Um, uh, half a game. He left the game early, I think. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got him back for half a game. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's – I'm cutting – I think I'm cutting bait. I think it's time to cut bait for, with uh, Cano. All right. Uh, oh, I, got, I got one for you. Yandy Diaz. This is your boy. You know, this is my boy. You know, I love Yandi. Um, but <laughs> is it time? Would you say it's time? I mean, he's down to 30% ownership in Yahoo leagues. He's been pretty bad for the better part, for pretty much a whole month. Yeah, no. Um, now, I know he did. I know he did get injured. Um, I don't remember exactly what the injury was. I'm not sure. I think he was, was he hit by a pitch? I don't remember. I have no shares. I don't follow him at all. He got hit by a pitch. Um, so, you know, he's got, what, 10 games back since then. 
uh, I was, you know, I was big on Yandy before. And so three, three games back with 10 at bats, 10 at bats. Yeah, no, I, I'm still holding on to him. I still like the profile. I still like the team context. Um, yeah, you know, 30%. I think I can see, I can see why, you know, he had been cut, but I, I think 30% is too low. I'm on the, I'm on part of the people dropping them. I'm, I would cut bait. His, what he offers isn't anything special. He's a power first guy, if you're lucky. His his batting average is middling. It's just I just feel like like right now I can get Jay Bruce off the waiver wire and get the same production, probably better power output with a similar batting average. It's just I just don't I think Yandy Diaz was a hot starter. He's a guy that I'm willing to let go and not really look back. He's just his Third base isn't really a deep position. I mean, sorry, third base is a pretty pretty deep position. First base has become a way deeper position. I just don't have much use for him, and I can't find myself getting him into my uh, lineups, even when he even when healthy. That's just my personal feelings. You can keep him. I would trade him to you if I had him. <laughs> no, I, I think he could still be a usable piece. I know he's only hitting uh, 245 right now, 337 OBP, but he's got a 254 BABIP. Um, so that's, you know, much lower than his career average. You know, his career average is 315. He's a 315 Babbitt guy. He's in, it's 254 right now. And you, not much about the profile is, is different. It, you know, only you know, ground ball rate's about the same. Um, his fly ball rate is actually up uh, 7% from 23% last year to 30%. So that was one of those things that, you know, we were, we were looking at to see, um, you know, if you compare that hard hit percentage um, with, you know, uh, a change in, in a launch angle. So, you know, fly ball rate is up a little bit. He's got nine home runs, but I, I think this over the last few weeks, you know, with the injury and then coming back from, uh, you know, getting hit on the hand, um, I, I think, I think he'll be a usable, I think he'll still be a usable player from here on out. Um, not, not saying that he's a must start, um, but I definitely think he should be rostered in, in more than 30% of leagues. Oh, well, we can agree to disagree. You know, a guy that I didn't realize we ended up being right about is Jesse Winker. We said drop him forever ago. He got really, he got really hot for like, for like a week. We almost looked really dumb. And then he's since then been really bad again. So yeah. he's a guy that I don't know. I don't know if he really, he makes this. I guess he could make this because he's 30% owned too. But I would cut bait. He's not even playing every day. So I'd rather have Yandi over him even then and now. So. Huh. what now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he made us look silly there for maybe a week or two but no I'm, I'm right there with you um yeah he's he's not really doing anything he wasn't on this list but for some reason I just I happened to scroll by him and see his name I was like son of a gun <laughs> I was like I remember you you were the first person that as soon as we talked down you started going off yep. <laughs> you were that guy all right so anyway um Couple final names. We'll go over a couple more names and we'll call it a night. Um, Kevin Gossman. I've been ready to drop him. He's really like the true definition of a gas can of a pitcher. I understand the upside, but man, like I don't. He just. I feel like he always. I mean, his last good start was May 18th, and even then it was only six innings pitched, four Ks, a three ERA, and a 1.11 WHIP. Uh, the start before that, he did all right, but. Over the last what month? Yeah. Over the last month, he has a seven point six two ERA, one point one nine WHIP. For the season, he has a five point five ERA. I, I don't, I don't understand why people are holding on to him. I would have dropped him by now personally, but I've also never been really a big Kevin Gossman guy. So I would personally cut bait with on Kevin Gossman for easily for one of those guys we mentioned before. I'd rather have Pavetta, Nelson, or Alex Reyes, all of which I think are owned less than him. Maybe not Pavetta. Pavetta might be more owned at this point. But. So what say you about Kevin Gosman? Do you have anything to add or you kind of just? Yeah, you know, I don't have any shares of Gosman. I haven't, you know, been in on Gosman. So I haven't really been paying too much attention, to be honest. So taking a look at his numbers now, I don't think there's been any much reason to with, you know, 5.56 ERA. Um, looks like, you know, some – the strikeouts are there, you know, 9.33 K per nine, but 
yeah, no, nothing, nothing really to add there. He's not exactly someone that I had been targeting. Yeah, and like I said, I have no shares either, but I see that he's still widely owned and people are still holding on hope. I mean, his FIP and XFIP are in the fours, so he's supposed to be like a low to mid four pitcher. If there's like a if you're looking for any reason to be like excited, but that's not really good anyway. So regardless, he's a guy I'd be ready to cut bait with, and you gotta think the Braves probably do too. I mean, they have so much in the minors that how long are they gonna really put up with Gossman pitching that bad? If they have playoff aspirations. Yeah. So, one final guy that I wasn't sure makes this list, but I guess he does because he's been kind of rough lately, is Michael Chavis. I loved me some Michael Chavis. I was buying in. And then since I wrote the article about him, he's shown that I'm an idiot, apparently. (laughs) He's just been really, really lackluster, for lack of a better term. He's down. He's down to sixty-four percent owned. So he's still being. He's still owned pretty well. But over the last month, he's hitting two sixteen. More or less over the last two weeks, he's hitting one ninety-two with a home run, five runs, five four RBIs. He's just. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he kind of just. I guess he. I think he's being less patient. I haven't seen anything. As far I haven't really looked into him that much because I didn't realize how bad he'd been doing. But man, I think I'm still waiting on him. I'm not ready to quite cut bait, especially with how bad second base is and. You know, he has dual eligibility between second and first, but he's got to be – I mean, his K rate, there it is. His walk rate is still at 10.7%, which is really solid. But his K rate is all the way up to 30.2%. Holy yeah. yeah, so, you know, he, he had gotten off to an extremely hot start. You know, in uh, April, he, had, he, he did have a, a high, you know, 3.68 BABIP. So you, you figured that was going to come down. Um, you know, and his May wasn't terrible. It's just been the last couple of weeks that he's just kind of been, you know, really cold. But um, yeah, the, the K rate jumped this over the last month. Um, walk rate went down. I don't know. Um, given that he has, you know, that second base eligibility as well. I think I'm still holding on. I think I'm still holding on to Chavis, um, even in even in 12 team leagues right now. We, we kind of see him fla- seeing him flash that upside and in. And, and, you know, such a good lineup. Um, I, I think, I, I think I'm still willing to hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm there too. I just, I didn't realize how bad he'd been doing until I put this little segment together. I'm like, oh, guess he does fit this. But I thought he, I thought he's still a hold. I wasn't sure if you were on board. And oh well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. Well, that was a boring way to finish the show because we're done now. Um. <laughs> Again, guys, we always appreciate you listening. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. George is at jmonsonez90. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at BasesLoadedPod. Please, please, please submit a review and um, any type of comment or anything on iTunes. It really helps us, you know, continue to grow, and we always appreciate that. Other than that, guys, be on the lookout. We drop, you know, the occasional article here and there. George does his weekly waiver, speaking of waiver wire, he does the weekly waiver wires for hitters and pitchers and streamers and all that pretty much every weekend. So keep an eye out for those. But other than that, guys, we appreciate you guys listening as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.